With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tommy Stokey here, joined with John Heyman once again to talk about his latest Inside Baseball. This one going with his predictions for not only who's going to win each division, World Series, but also some some individual awards. Um, John, how much did this four-day or so advantage, how much did this help you? Not at all. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I guess I could have cheated and gone with Houston, but I stuck with Texas. Texas not off to a good start. I, I went with the predictions I was going with anyway. Um, obviously, Houston looked good in those three games. Texas did not look so great, but uh, I stuck with the teams and generally have stuck with the same teams that I've been picking a lot lately. <laughs> Baltimore is one of them. I don't know whether I do that just because – uh, some of the stat sites always downgrade them, but uh, I always seem to predict them to make the playoffs, and uh, half the time they seem to, or more, they seem to reward me. So let's start with the Texas Rangers in the AL West, because that's the only disagreement that we have when it comes to division winners. I think Houston's going to win the division. I don't think Texas makes the playoffs, and my big concern is who starts after Darvish and Hamels at the top. What is it about the Rangers that, that you like the most? Well, they've been consistent over the years. Uh, they've been a uh, perennial contender, and um, I, I still like them. Um, they obviously have uh, those two great pitchers at the top. Uh, the rotation depth isn't great. I think a lot of people overrate the rotation depth. I, I pick Baltimore, and nobody ever picks them. Uh, the rotation depth isn't spectacular, but we're talking about uh, three, four, and five. So that's three guys in a, on a team of 25, and I think people tend to look at that a little bit too much. Now, I would say Houston is the favorite. They had a very good team last year. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs quite, but uh, they were very good, and they certainly added a lot in the offseason, and uh, they have a nice young team, and I understand why they're the favorite, and I won't be surprised if they do win. I don't have the, <clears throat> I don't have the Rangers making the playoffs, but I think – when we get to teams that we have just missing, who's most likely to make it? I think the Rangers would be that team because they still have the pieces that if they need to go get a starter, uh, whether it's a Quintana, if a, a Sonny Gray gets healthy and they move him, you know, whoever that might be, the Rangers are still one of those teams that have the pieces to do it. That's also a big reason why I like Houston because if they ever pull the trigger on this Quintana trade, I think that's their one weakness too. So does – does that play any factor in for you that Texas still has the, the chips to get better if needed? You know, I think Texas is very good. Uh, it's certainly a factor. They have tried before, and they've done the, had the wherewithal to do it, and they have done it. I mean, they went out and got Hamels when they wanted to get a starter, so uh, they've been willing to do it. It's just not the wherewithal, it's the willingness. And uh, I like the way they operate. They take gambles. They don't always pay off, but uh, generally they've been a consistent contender. In the AL East, we have both the Red Sox uh, winning the division. You have the Blue Jays and Orioles as your wild card teams. 
which one of those two, or how close do you think that race will be at the top? I, I think it'll be pretty close. I thought Boston's uh, lineup is awfully good, and uh, certainly adding Sale uh, was huge for the Red Sox, so I like them to win it. Uh, I, I just generally like Baltimore every year. I, I don't mind the fact that uh, they try to pound the ball. I think that fits their ballpark, and I think they generally outperform the expectations. Uh, Toronto has a very nice rotation, and that's why I think they're going to be in there as well, and I like those two teams to make the playoffs. So I have three teams from that division making the playoffs, none of them the Yankees. For the Red Sox, David Price, should they expect anything from him this year, or what's the word on him? Well, I, I think from what they're saying, they are expecting something. Um, you know, without Price, they're still very good. Obviously, Cy Young winner Porcello is your second-best starter. is still not bad. Uh, they don't have incredible rotation depth either. They're one of many, many teams in that boat. So uh, their overall talent is obviously excellent, though. That, that uh, outfield is spectacular. Ben Attendee is going to be a star. Betts already is. Bradley's a very good player. Of course, we know about Pedroia and Bogertz. Uh, they got they got a really good team, even with Ortiz not there. So I, I do think Boston is a clear favorite, but uh, the other two teams are pretty good as well. With Baltimore, I had them. I think they were the team that I cheated with and looked at how they performed and was like, okay, I think I'm drinking the the Kevin Gausman and, and Dylan Bundy juice. So if those two are healthy, I mean, that answers a ton of questions for Baltimore's rotation there. Um, and so far, so good. Yeah, I think Bundy's going to be a star. He made my list of the uh, 30 guys to break out this year. Uh, I, I just see him as a potential star. Uh, they they saw it early. He was dominating early in the minors. He had the Tommy John. He's come back, and um, now it's a year later, and I expect him to be uh, very good. I, I To me, he's the best pitcher in that rotation. Gosman very good as well. And, you know, they're holding on until Tillman comes back. When he comes back, and they're expecting him back in May, uh, that's three pretty good starters they have. So the rotation depth is still, I would say, a concern of Baltimore, but overall with that bullpen, which I think is fantastic, uh, their pitching is not bad. Uh, all the criticism they get, if you look at how they performed throughout the entire nine innings of each game, it is not too bad. You told us on the radio with Chris Schubert and FanRag Sports Radio out here in Phoenix that rule number one in baseball is what? What did I tell you? Don't count, don't, don't, don't count out the Yankees. And oh, that is a rule. That is a rule. But I, I guess I didn't pick them. Huh? So what What would it take for them to, A, make some kind of trade deadline push to get better, and, B, what's it going to take for them to, to sneak into a wild card or a playoff spot? Yeah, I think they're pretty committed to the youth movement. But uh, if Bird and Sanchez and, let's say, Judge, too, are stars this year, um, I, I would say that uh, they've got the potential to get in there, uh, too. So I think they've done a great job with the youth movement, and they still have guys in the minor leagues, um, Frazier and Sheffield and several others, uh, not just the two they got from Miller, but several others who could be components to a, a trade. So I wouldn't put anything past them, and that includes uh, making the playoffs. Um. What's the concern, what's the panic level in New York for Gary Sanchez? I know that we in the office had a Gary Sanchez hit watch because he hadn't had one until, I think, yesterday, maybe 10 or 11 at-bats or so. Are they 
burning down the city because he had, doesn't have 20 home runs yet? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, he was so good last year. And obviously, some guys get caught up in the sophomore jinx. Uh, we will see. He wasn't as good in the minors as he was last year, so maybe last year was a bit strong. But uh, I think everybody believes in him and believes that he will be a star. AL East versus AL West, which is the best division in your opinion? I think the AL East is the best. I mean, if I've got the Yankees fourth, that's pretty good. Um, AL West, we're going to see with Seattle. I think their hitting should be excellent and should offset some of their pitching questions as well. But uh, to me, they could be hovering around 500. Um, I don't think the AL West is as good overall, top to bottom, as the AL East. With the with Oakland and the Angels, the Angels are one of those you don't really know they could. I don't think that'd be surprised if they made the playoffs, and I don't know that it'd be surprised if they finished worse in that division. But when you look at the right. Ra- when you look at the Rays, you saw them opening day, and there are some. You noted that they feel they really underperformed last year. What should the expectations be for them? Because it's always their pitching. People like their pitching. You have a couple pieces in Longoria, Kiermaier, and, and then some guys to kind of put together. What kind of potential? Is there is there is there reason for Rays fans to to believe that this team could surprise? Uh, they could surprise and certainly enjoy the season, Rays fans. But I, I don't see them making the playoffs. They have surprised me before at times. I have not been on their bandwagon in recent years. I just don't think they have enough offensive firepower to compete in that division. Um, it's possible that they'll sneak in. I mean, they're not a team that's on the complete rebuild. They obviously have some pieces, as you said, Archer, Odorizzi, and Cobb. The top of their rotation are pretty good. I think they like Snell a lot. If he becomes a star, uh, that gives them a pretty uh, darn good rotation. Uh, I still don't think their offense is quite good enough. And then in the AL Central, we both have the Indians. I think that one might be the safest pick out of maybe any division outside the NL Central with the Cubs. Is there anything that could derail the Indians this year? Injuries, that's the case of any great team, and I think they are a great team. They had Encarnacion bringing back Brantley and now having the health, uh, basically, of the four starters, not counting a blister here or there or something going on. But, I mean, they got to the World Series and played it to the extra innings with uh, two starters, no Brantley, no Encarnacion. I mean, I will be shocked if they don't win the uh, Central Division, particularly with Kansas City a little bit down, I think, uh, Detroit. Uh, with some issues, although very talented. Uh, the other two teams, I doubt they'll be in the mix. Well, Minnesota's off to a good start. So I'll be shocked if Cleveland doesn't win that division. One prediction that I'm sure you're you're happy to be wrong on is that Brantley is back already. Uh, do, you, do you think they should, or do you see them playing it safe? Because they do have some outfield depth, and because of how good they can be, this isn't, you know, I don't know that they're going to have to grind out every last win. Is the goal there, or is do you hear from them that, hey, we're going to play it a little bit safe with him just to make sure he makes it through this because they're still worried there with that shoulder? Oh, no question about it. As I wrote today, uh, they offered the idea of going to first base to him in the winter, uh, which tells you, I think, that there was some concern. I mean, part of it was potential flexibility in the free agent market, but let's not forget there were a lot of great first basemen. It was easier to go get a first baseman than an outfielder uh, this offseason. Some of the first basemen came cheap, and they ended up, uh, you know, they have Santana and they've got Encarnacion who can play first or DH. Uh, so I think they're very concerned. My understanding is that uh, when he hit the wall recently on a play in Texas and he didn't play as recklessly as he usually does, uh, and he's very, but it's very, very hard, 
but he did brace himself and hit the wall with two hands. Uh, they were panicked. That was the word that was used. They are very concerned. Obviously, it went down to the last few days. They were still deciding whether he's going to make it. Um, you know, he did say he feels well, but uh, it was a very serious injury, and there's definite uh, concern. Last year, if you recall, he played the first several games and ended up only playing 10 or 11 games. Now, I don't wish that on anyone. I hope he makes it through the season, but they are concerned. They're going to try to be cautious, and uh, we will see. They have the depth, so being cautious shouldn't be a problem there. My predictions, Boston, Cleveland, Astros, I think my wild card teams, I, I like Seattle. I like their offense, like you said. Um, defensively, I think that they're better. The question, obviously, is the starting rotation, but I think I've said here before that even if they're just an average rotation, that should be fine with that offense. I know that that sounds bad right now because they can't score against the Astros, but whatever. Um, and then I scratched off the Orioles, and I went with uh, Detroit. Maybe they have one last run in them. Kind of went off the wall a little bit there. Um, obviously, you had Boston, Cleveland, Rangers, Blue Jays, Orioles. For you, which team not in the playoffs, in your predictions, could you see making it? Well, Houston, no question about it. I think I'm going on a limb saying they're not going to make it. Uh, they obviously have a very solid team. They have a terrific lineup. I think Bregman's going to be a star, and uh, obviously Keuchel and uh, McCullers look great to start. If they get McHugh back, uh, that'd be big, too, even without Quintana. So, obviously, Houston's a good team. Let's go to your American League award before we go to National League. Uh, MVP, Correa, one, Machado, two, Trout, three. Is there, because it's boring to pick Mike Trout as your preseason MVP, is, is there some of that in there? That Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, uh, anybody can pick Mike Trout. I'm picking somebody else. We'll see how that works out. I, obviously, Trout has proven to be the best player. I think Correa has incredible potential. I think he didn't quite live up to it last year, even with a good season. Um, but if he didn't make the all-star team, he, he didn't do his best. So I could see Correa. Obviously, Machado is probably one of the two or three next best players in the league after Trout. We've all kind of conceded Trout's the best player. I think Machado's gaining ground in the it – wouldn't, it wouldn't be a shock value pick, but he's gaining steam as one of those big name, one of the best players in baseball, that if somebody was going to knock him off, I think Machado is bringing a lot of momentum into that vote. Um, the AL Cy Young, Justin Verlander, one, you Darvish, two, and then Danny Duffy, three. Apologies to Duffy for we didn't catch that, where we said they didn't have an ace last week. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. Uh, I had a brain cramp. Uh, Duffy's an ace, that's fair to say. Um, I do like him very much. Uh, you know, maybe he's not the best pitcher in the league, but he's certainly in the top ten, so that qualifies as an ace in my book. Uh, Verlander, what, what kind of numbers do you think he has to put up to uh, to win this one? Or are we going to give him a sympathy vote this year because he should have got it last year? I don't know if he ever deserves anybody's sympathy. Life's going pretty well for him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think he kind of deserved it last year if they wouldn't give it to a starter. Uh, the only way I saw him not winning it as a starter, uh, I could have seen Kluber potentially, and I certainly could have seen Britain. But uh, as the, as the way the voting turned out, the finish that he had, uh, I do think that uh, I understand his uh, complaint, and he didn't complain very loudly. It was more uh, his fiance that complained. And, uh, you know, I understand he's sticking up for her guy. AL Rookie of the Year, Ben Intendi won. Obviously, he's a, he's a popular pick, but I, I really like your number two and three. You've been on the Jarrell Cotton train 
for a lot of this offseason. What is it about him that you've either seen or heard that, that makes you a fan? Well, he was great when after they got him. Uh, and I trust Oakland's evaluation, and uh, I've seen him pitch, and he looks really good. So, um, to me, uh, he's, a, he's a contender. Uh, ben Intendi's the clear favorite, though. Number three, Mitch Hanniger. Saw him a little bit with the Diamondbacks. I thought it was confusing how they used or actually didn't use him much at the end of a lost season last year. I know that Seattle likes him a lot, an outfielder who uh, should be able to hit um, and started the year hitting number two. So hitting number two in that lineup is a, is a good spot if you can hold on to it. Yeah, they have a terrific lineup, and uh, I think he has a chance to have a very good season. Definitely has some power. And then going through some of your final AL predictions, most home runs, Trumbo, Encarnacion, highest batting average, Altuve, stolen bases, Gerard Dyson, most wins, Chris Sale, strikeouts, Justin Verlander, ERA, there's your Duffy pick. Comeback player of the year, Justin Upton. What do you what do you think about him this year? Well, he had a great second half. I think maybe that first half was just an adjustment after that big contract. A lot of guys have that issue. Um, so I, I have faith in him. I've always had faith in him. He doesn't always pay off for me, but uh, I think he's generally a very talented player. Do you think there's truth to the adjustment going from one league to the other? Sometimes. I, I don't think that's a big deal, and I don't think that teams look at it as a big deal. That's why they sign guys from one league to the other without any qualms. So, uh, uh, But it, it's possible. I, I wouldn't rule it out. Surprise, Francisco Liriano, that was one of the, um, I think, most debated trades at the trade deadline last year was what Toronto gave up to get him. What do you like about him this year? Yeah, he looks like he's really adjusted, and I think having Martin back um, as his catcher is a big plus. Last year, uh, Pittsburgh had Cervelli out. I seemed like that hurt him. A catcher makes a big difference with him, it does seem. And then your bust, Albert Pujols. Well, he's getting up there in years, no offense. Uh, at some point, he's going to stop hitting the home runs. Um, he obviously doesn't hit for the batting average and can't run like he used to, not that he was ever a runner, but uh, he's painfully slow at this point, and uh, I'm just not sure he's going to always hit 30 home runs. I think his on-base percentage is what surprised me most last year, that being so low, because even as you get older, you still have, you know, the eyes shouldn't being able to take a walk and get hits here and there. Yeah, that sounds like a young man talking, uh, you know. <laughs> but you get to, when you get over 50, get back to me on the eyes being the same. Well, Pujols isn't 50 yet. He's got another year or two to go. <laughs> I think everything goes to some degree. Uh, that's that's why guys get paid when they're in their 20s if they, can, if they hit free agency then. And if they're 35, they may struggle a bit. Let's go to the National League, NL East. I think the Nats are going to win the division. You've got the Mets. Unfortunately, there's not a ton to debate here because we have the same playoff teams one way or another, but you've been higher on the the Mets than the Nationals this year. Can the rotation stay together? And if it can't, how many pieces of that rotation do they need to make to win the division? Yeah, I mean, they're certainly going to need at least three of them, I would say, because uh, they don't have that lineup that, let's say, a Baltimore uh, has or even Seattle uh, that can get away with a, a rotation that's a bit thin. So you're going to need Syndergaard, Syndergaard, DeGrom, I combined the two there, and and one of the others, uh, Harvey or uh, Mats or whoever, to be themselves. Obviously they've had some uh, loss already with uh, Mats and Lugo on the shelf at this point, but uh, to me those guys are incredible pitchers, all of them basically. 
Gazelman, too, and that's why I picked them, even though the Nets have more of an all-around team, I would say. There are a lot of Mets fans and people in baseball in general who are confused or asking, hey, why aren't the Mets signing their pitchers or trying to? But I guess isn't the arm injuries that they keep seeing, isn't that a pretty clear reason as to why they're not doing yeah, it? Yeah, there are a few reasons. One of them is that they're a big market team and they can afford not to, and they can afford to wait rather than pay early and then have dead contracts. I think after Bonilla and some of the other ones, they like to avoid dead contracts. They'd rather overpay a little bit. And I think they don't want to go after one guy and then insult several others. But uh, to me, it's kind of obvious that, uh, you know, you probably could wait on Matt's at this point, make sure that he gets healthy. Uh, so, And I think Harvey getting closer to free agency with Boris, you can wait on that. To me, they shouldn't be insulted if you go after DeGrom and Syndergaard, and that's what should be done in some sense, but I do get it from their perspective as well. Um, sometimes teams dive in early on pitchers, and it doesn't always pay off. True hitters as well. While we're in the NL East, real quick, the uh, the biggest surprise of the offseason slash season now, Ryan Howard goes to the Braves. I don't know that anybody would have ever predicted that. What do you think? Well, they're their bench isn't great. Um, they want a little power. They want some insurance in case Freddie Freeman goes down. And as one of them said to me this morning, God forbid, yeah, they don't want that happening. But, I mean, it's low risk, low cost. And uh, it's a little bit uh, surprising. It's not an American League team. Uh, Howard makes more sense as a DH, but they can use him in the interleague games and answers the bench, and $750,000 isn't too much money. And that's a good sign for a team like the Braves, if Howard's willing to go there knowing that the playing time's not going to be there, I mean, that just shows that the guy wants to play. He definitely wants to play. It's been that way for since the end of the year, and he was very good, particularly against right-handers in the second half last year. So I think he still hit. The defense is not good, obviously, at this point. The Cubs are both of our picks in the NL Central, so let's go to second place. Cardinals or the Pirates, who is the second-best team in the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I went with the uh, the Cardinals. I thought they looked really good in spring training. I love Carlos Martinez. Still have some questions about the uh, veterans in that uh, rotation. But, uh, you know, I, I think they um, have a very good hitting team. I think, as one scout told me, the defense is an afterthought, so that's a bit of a question there. I mean, I think the Cardinals are uh, the chalk for second. I mean, everybody expecting the Cubs to win, but I don't think I went on a limb by going with the Cardinals second. Uh, I do see the Pirates as a potential bounce-back team, though, with Cole being healthy and McCutcheon coming back, uh, although he's off to a slow start. I, I could see them pulling off a second-place finish, but I don't anticipate that. As John Prada wrote, they're kind of one of the hardest teams to predict because you could see them struggling this year. You can see them winning you know, 90 games if everybody performs the way that they can. You also gave the kiss of death to Brett Cecil today, pointing out that some scouts don't like his deal. He gives up a three-run homer, gives up the lead to Kyle Schwarber and the Cubs today. So good job on that. Yeah, I don't like to take the credit or blame, but thank you. <laughs> uh, National League West, I think the Giants are going to win the division. Kind of a kind of a be different pick because I know that everybody likes the Dodgers, um, and the Dodgers are obviously very good. But I really like the Giants' rotation, those, the top four with Bumgarner, uh, Cueto, I think those two one two are as good as anybody's one two, and then Matt Moore and Jeff Samarja are solid fifth starter. You can get by with whoever there, um, 
and I think their bullpen is better. I know that Melanson blew the save, and I know that Derek Law gave up the lead in the first game. Um, but I think their bullpen overall is going to be better. So that's my pick in, in the division. You've got the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I think the Dodgers are the chalk, so I give you credit for going out on a limb a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I, San Francisco is a little more solid in that 3, 4, and 5 starter. As I mentioned earlier, I don't uh, put, try not to put too much emphasis on the 3, 4, 5 starter. I think a lot of people do that, and uh, I'm not saying it's a mistake. It's important, no question about it. But the Dodgers have a lot of options and certainly a lot of depth if, the, if anybody goes down. And uh, I think Seager is a uh, burgeoning superstar. And uh, I still like the Dodgers a little bit in that division. Yasiel Puig, two home runs today, three home runs already. So we haven't gotten to your MVP MVP picks if you want to switch when we get there. (laughs) No, I'll stick. Um, Wild card, you have the Giants and the Nationals. I have the Mets and the Dodgers, so we basically flip-flop there. In the National League, a team that we didn't name that you could see making the playoffs. National League, a team, let's see. Uh, I, I would go with, uh, I, I could see uh, Pittsburgh making the playoffs. Uh, I'm with you. I think they could win 90 games. They have that great outfield. If Cervelli's healthy, uh, so if they get Gong back, that helps too. But uh, I, I think uh, at their best, they're pretty good. So uh, I could see them getting in there. Uh, and I could see St. Louis, obviously, as well as I had them ahead of Pittsburgh. And you could have seen Colorado if they didn't get hurt in spring training. Yeah, I think they just had a very unfortunate uh, spring training. Um, you know, I, I like them as the, the top dark, dark horse pick going in, and I just uh, feel a little bad abandoning them as I have, but uh, too many injuries, uh, too much concern for me to, uh, to pick them making the playoffs at this point. NL MVP, your third guy, Corey Seager, your second guy, Cespedes, number one. Does Jason Worth, did he buy you dinner or something? Because you're taking his pick with Trey Turner. Uh, no, I like that pick. Uh, he had a great half season. If he has two half seasons like that, he's going to be the MVP. That's your dark horse. I, I think Harper has a big bounce back here, but I know that's a boring pick because a lot of people are expecting that. Um, the Mets, if they win the division, I think Cespedes will get a lot of attention there because he's going to be obviously the focal point of their offense. Uh, Corey Seager is still really good, as you point out. Uh, an injured spring, so it might be a slow start, but... Uh, Obviously one of the best shortstops in baseball. The NL Cy Young, Cindergard, I think he got second last year. You've got him winning it. Kershaw, number two. Carlos Martinez, number three. I mean, me and you are both kind of on this Carlos Martinez train where I think a lot of people were surprised by how good he was on opening night, and I don't understand why because he's been that good for a while. Yeah, I think he's a great pitcher. And uh, picking him third might be going on a limb a little bit, but not really. He's awfully awfully good. Uh, and Syndergaard, um, you know, I just wanted to pick somebody instead of Kershaw, and uh, so that's why I went Syndergaard. The innings is going to be a question there for him to actually pull off the Cy Young. He's probably not going to throw 230 innings, uh, certainly not going to throw that many innings, or even 220, or maybe even 210. So uh, that's a little bit on a limb as well. Uh, he was obviously very good last year, but uh, last year, of course, we had... Uh, Scherzer had a big year, and then you had Lester, you had Hendricks. Uh, Kershaw had that incredible first half, so uh, he wasn't quite able to make the top uh, four, but uh, he was awfully good last year. Uh, Dansby, number one for Rookie of the Year, and then Hunter Renfro and Giselman for the Mets. 
Um, right. And Guriel I liked as well. Um, yeah, Gazelman, I think, is terrific. Uh, really knows how to pitch. Uh, they they liked him in, in the minors, but I don't think they quite knew they had what they have. Um, and he's awfully good. But Dansby is a prohibitive favorite, as has Ben Intendi. Guriel I had to take off because I should have added him to American League with the Astros. Uh, right. <laughs> Very good. Very uh, good. I, I can never remember Houston. Yes. Former National League team, so you're half right. Right. I, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the uh, For the NL, some of these stats. Home runs, Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, although Bryant's off to a slow start, I think Chicago Cubs fans will be okay. Um, the Cubs will be okay, too. Highest batting average, Corey Seager, stolen bases, Trey Turner, wins, Jake Arrieta. What kind of uh, a contract year? I, I had one of my friends from Chicago text me and said that he can't wait to watch contract year Jake Arrieta pitch this year. What, what do you expect yeah. from him? I think uh, he may be fantastic. I understand the Cubs not going for a six-year deal or a seven-year deal for him. Uh, they're not about that for a 30-year-old pitcher or 31-year-old pitcher. That's not their style. But, uh, you know, that trade is one of the best over the last quarter century. I don't have to tell you that, and it's still paying dividends. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, strikeouts, Kershaw, ERA. Comeback player, Andrew McCutcheon. I, I know that I saw some people say, Again, they're complaining about his defense in right field for the first game. Of course, it's one game, so that's blown up. What do you like about McCutcheon this year to bounce back? I think he's a determined guy and a prideful guy, and he will certainly play much better than he did last year, particularly offensively. Defensively, he probably did slip a little bit, but I would be shocked if he's not a good hitter this year. Surprise pitchers both out here in the desert. Taiwan Walker, who pitched last night six innings, four runs. Robbie Ray pitches tonight against the Giants. Uh, Shelby Miller tomorrow against the Indians. Robbie Ray's a popular one. I think the strikeouts last year impressed a lot of people. The ERA didn't didn't quite match it. And he's, he's a guy with a lot of talent that, that can put it together. Um, what is it about those two that stand out? Yeah, I mean, I've seen Robbie Ray at his best. And um, he's extremely talented. It kind of reminds me of Arietta before he put it together. At some point, he's going to do that. Uh, Taiwan Walker, also uh, one of the top prospects in the game for a few years. And at some point, he's going to put it together. So uh, if the Diamondbacks get both those guys pitching great, uh, maybe they're going to be a contender. I know. I didn't want to say them as my playoff team, even though they're they're 2-1. and one, And I like the start that they're off to. But they're still I still have to remember, I'm drinking too much Diamondbacks Kool-Aid in the press box. So they're your bust, Adam Wainwright. Kind of an impressive pitch last night, the the old 50-cent pitch. Yeah. That just, uh, I mean, I, I obviously that, that's an aberration. <laughs> throw that out, whether he did that to uh, for whatever reason, and uh, I think there was some thought that, uh, that he was protecting or whatever. Uh, I, I don't put that at any stock in that but he did uh, have a rough spring he wasn't great in the second half last year so i'm a little concerned some of the scouts think he kind of short arms the ball like Pryor did and those guys don't always last long obviously he's had a terrific career already been around for a decade done a great job but uh you know if you're gonna pick someone to be a bust better pick somebody in their 30s than their 20s i think going to then our world series predictions before we get out you are taking the Dodgers over the Indians. So let's go to the NLCS where the Dodgers beat the Cubs. Why did the Dodgers beat the Cubs? 
Well, I just think it's tough to repeat. Uh, obviously, it was tough to win once for the Cubs, and they did it. And uh, they have that type of team that can do it. They have uh, great young players, uh, with great uh, mindset. So I wouldn't put it past them. They are the obvious favorite. I didn't want to go with the obvious favorite. So uh, I've gone with the Dodgers before a few times. They haven't paid off for me yet, but uh, maybe I'm due there. I do think they're awfully good. Not as good as the Cubs, though. But uh, just a kind of a hunt play, maybe. Indians are the best team to me in the American League. I mean, uh, I could see someone going with Boston now or somebody else, but uh, to me, the Indians are the best top to bottom. I think the Indians are the best. I think they're the best team on paper. I think that there's a really good chance that they beat the Cubs last year if they have Carlos Carrasco, if they have Danny Salazar. With those guys, uh, Encarnacion, obviously, with Brantley, what, him giving them anything is already a boost. So I think the Indians win. I think they're really. I think they're built well for not only the regular season, but they're really built well for a seven-game series. So I have them uh, beating the Nationals. The Nationals are my non-Cubs pick. Um, we're kind of yeah. I'm on the Nationals train this year with our MVPs of Harper and Turner. I understand that terrific all-around team. Um, I think Trinan will be fine as the closer. Their bullpen looks okay. Um, you know they got. Very good hitting, and as you said, they have, they have two potential MVPs. I'm going to even mention uh, Murphy, who finished second last year, actually got a first-place vote, although he didn't deserve that, but he did deserve to be second. And uh, so they have a terrific all-around team, so uh, I don't blame you. They're awfully good as well. All right, with spring training done and, and us not running around all the time, we'll be able to do this once a week, so we will talk next week. All right, terrific. Great talking to you, Tommy. And All thanks right. for the correction on Houston. I'm going to remember that one of these days. That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> they do? Oh, we have to talk about that. You deserve it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you. See you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.